Hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can come up as we juggle competing priorities and learn how to put ourselves first so that we can flow and flourish in every single area of our lives. In order to do that, though, I believe that you have to understand the connection between your ability to flow and flourish and your capacity. So I have based this podcast on five different areas of flow that will help you to increase your capacity for sustainable success throughout your personal and professional life. If you are new to the podcast, then welcome, welcome, welcome to your tribe of like-hearted and like-minded women who are here to support you, encourage you, and snatch your edges when you need it, because that's what we do here. Just know that you are in good company and are exactly where you're supposed to be. So keep listening. For those of you who are not new to this, but true to this, welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful for each and every one of you, and I'm excited to get into today's episode, which is being brought to you by The Capacity Calculator. Yes, this is a free tool that I created for each and every one of us so that we can regularly check our capacity. This tool is made so that you have an idea of how much capacity you actually have. And remember, capacity is the amount of time and resources you have available to do all the things you need to do in your personal and professional life. So if you have not taken it before, then I highly encourage you to go ahead, go take it now. And even if you've taken it before, take it again. This tool is here for you to check your capacity on a regular basis so that you can flow and flourish in every single area of your life. The link is right here in the show notes as well as all over my social media. And if you can't find it, let me know. In the meantime, let's get the show started. Jatia, Jatia Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited. I know I just feel like a little schoolgirl, but I am excited and delighted to have you on the Flow and Flourish podcast today. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I'm excited to be here. Like you already know. Oh, girl, we got so much to talk about and Like I told you before we started recording, I've already given you this full-fledged intro with your bio and whatnot, but I would love if you could just kind of tell everybody how you came to be the Clarity Coach and what that journey was like. Girl, definitely. So it was a journey. Let's just start there. (laughs) Period. Ain't it always? Exactly. So I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, child of not manifesting what I guess I couldn't say I clearly had a vision of what was supposed to be but I knew it was more Mm -hmm. just flat out it was supposed to be more and so I then was listening to Patrice Washington's podcast filling my cup in cube land Um, (laughs) and she mentioned her purpose of platform program and I had to pray about that price tag but I woke up the next morning and it was still tugging at my gut. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and spent the money that was already spent. <laughs> oh, you did that too? You, yes. you ran away out of nowhere. Okay. That part. All right. Not the only one. And I did. And it was a short period of time, you know, in the grand scheme of things, 
where I was literally just being me and the inquisitive person that I am and trying to really make sense of what people were saying, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, and so Patrice was like, you do clarity. I was like, no, I'm here for natural network because I came in as the natural networker. I just wanted to know how to make more money helping people network. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not here for clarity. (laughs) And she's like, yes, ma'am, you are. And I was like, let me sit with this for a minute. So shut it down. <laughs> you know, she was right. I don't even know why I tried to, you know, dispute this. Thing. I'm about to say, like, so you said, no, ma'am, Patrice, what I'm not gonna do is I'm here for natural networking. Exactly. But she really helped me to see, you know, I always say, when it's your baby, when it's your thing, it's so close that you really can't see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And so she really helped me see that the best networkers are clear on what they want, what they need, and how to communicate that. And I was like, well, touche. So that's when I started to begin to accept that she was right. Um, (laughs) When she was right the whole time, right? I just paid this money because she was right, right? So that was like the beginning of that journey was to not totally switch it up, but just pivot my mindset and how I approach things. And then the clarity's in the doing. And so then I began to realize, well, duh, Jatia, this only makes sense because your background is in technical communication. You take technical things and make it make sense. You make it clear. Who would have thought that it only made sense to do what you, you know. So, (laughs) So that began that journey. And that's how I dived into clarity coaching specifically. I've always wondered and never asked you how you became the Clarity Coach and where you kind of fit into the scheme of things. Had no idea you participated in Purpose to Platform and then became the Clarity Coach because like you, listening to her podcast, Filling Up My Cup in Cube Central, right? Mm -hmm. I just, I'm so proud of your journey and so thankful that I'm coming into that awareness here on the podcast today, because I had no idea. I always wondered, I thought maybe, you know, you were already in cahoots with her and you came in just as the clarity coach, not through purpose to platform. Wow. I just, oof, okay. And you know, we, we just got finished talking a little bit earlier about divine timing, divine intervention. And when she asked me to be the clarity coach, she was like, I mean, I have somebody in mind who's already established. She was like, but there's something I see. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps, Shatia. And I was like, well, thank you, God. But then the pressure comes, right? Because it's like- Now you got a dilemma. <laughs> you see it, but I don't see it yet, right? That, that part. part. That part. So girl, you talking about max capacity at that point of everything I put on my own shoulders. But yeah, that was how it happened. And I'm so grateful and thankful. That's why if you heard me on her podcast or any of her other stuff, I'm always like, I'll always say yes, because it completely changed my life. Like completely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Had no idea. Yeah. That delivery part, like even it's funny. I recorded a podcast with Courage last week and Mm -hmm. talked about how, you know, she became the faith coach and she went kicking and screaming. And then I was actually recording a podcast earlier today with Tiffany, who was part of 
Peter P as well. Uh-huh. And she said similarly, she went and started to do what she was doing, kicking and screaming. But that confidence at the beginning is not always there. And so just to hear you talk about that out loud and with me thinking about capacity, tying it all together, right? You say that the clarity is in the doing. And so what I remember saying to myself and hearing over and over as I became the capacity coach and still going is that clarity breeds confidence too. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that because I know as you started to deliver what Patrice asked you to do with the clarity, how did that work with your confidence? Girl, listen, even, you know, I will say also like majority of us are, what do they say about entrepreneurship? It's like building the plane on the way down. Oh, you building and flying the plane at the same time. Right. I'm like so that. That's most of us are innately in that mindset anyway. It's like come, you know, a high water, we're going to make it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but that confidence was definitely, you're questioning yourself. You're doubting yourself. You're like, eh, like, I know this is what I naturally do. At least that's what they told me. But <laughs> like, what, what do I do? Right. So I was even talking to that coaching in the P2P program earlier today. And we were talking about methods and I told them the method part was the hardest part for me. Because again, it was that thing when it's so close to you and you just naturally do it. It's like, there's no rhyme or reason to this when it really is. You just never paid any attention. So yes, you're right. Clarity breeds confidence and courage because like the young kids say, when your money funny, you move funny, right? (laughs) And it's the same thing. Like when you are questioning and you're not solid in where you're going next, where you're stepping next, or even, you know, just thinking about a video game or a movie or landmines and things like that. And you don't know if it's safe to go forward or left or right. Like you're hesitant. You're, it breeds more fear than anything when you're unclear. But mm-hmm. once you're clear in the what, the how, and the who, and the whose you are, mm-hmm. then, girl, you out here moving fancy and free, not questioning like you just fancy and free and and free you have the whole mood of the who she thinks she is like me like because I'm a big deal a real big deal as a matter of fact a real big deal that's when you start to put the in front of I am the with a stressor you know because you're clear and you're confident in that and you can move with the courage that you know your next step is your best step Mm mm-hmm Oh, you have said so much just because I relate this so much to my own journey with that confidence. Like you said, if you're not clear, then it's taking up your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, even your physical capacity. I remember being in HR and people coming into my office like, listen, there's a promotion available in my department. You know, I know I have the skill set, but like I need some interview tips or you know, just their body language. They would be sitting like hunched over. And I would say, look, I'm going to take my HR hat off real quick. Okay. Throw it across the room. Sit up and put shoulders up. Okay. Sit up confidently because the first thing that, you know, the hiring manager, whoever it is that you're talking to about this position is going to notice is your physical sit like you own it. 
And so really that clarity of whose you are, right? What you bring to the table, all of those different things impact your confidence, which is tied directly to your capacity. Because if in your mind, you're circling back and forth around whether you really can do this, is God really talking to you? Are you sure that's what you want me to do? Right. Like, ma'am, talk to me about how you see clarity and capacity intertwined. Girl, listen, capacity also breeds clarity, right? So because, you know, I'm a visual learner. So in my mind, you know, the little cubbyhole bin things that everybody uses for their bookshelves now, the pretty ones and stuff. Yes. So I see that like a box or whatever in my head. And we always just throw stuff in there, trying to be organized, but basically mm-hmm. hiding the junk, hiding Boxes the Boxes of everything you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's I pretty on my the room right there. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna I, lie. Look, I was looking at my bookshelf, folks. Because <laughs> it's hiding all the stuff, right? It's nothing organized in that thing, but it looks pretty on the outside of the bookshelf, right? But when it becomes full and you try to push the drawer in and it's not going, And the mess starts to spill out, right? And so in my mind, capacity is very similar to that, but you're in that box too. Mm. And it's all being piled on top of you. And so when you're smothered by all of the things, you can't see that there's an outside to this box. You can't see the light of day because to you, you're just covered and smothered by all of the things. And now you feel like you're just buried in a dark hole. and You can't think clearly. You can't see clearly because all you see are the things. Your mind is cluttered. Your space is cluttered. So when you actually have the capacity because you're maintaining all of your flow areas, right? The heart. Mm -hmm. So when those are maintained, it creates a lane for clarity. I can actually see I'm rested. I'm not snappy, you know, but because we've normalized being at max capacity, girl, it's like, it's not until you feel buried by all the things that then you're like, okay, I'm ready to take my superwoman cape off instead of just managing your capacity to be able to be superwoman. So, yeah, I thoroughly think without capacity, there's no clarity. Mm. Like I'm speechless for real. I know we've talked about this before, but just the visual that you gave of being buried underneath everything, right? All the stuff that's going on in your heart, all the stuff that's going on in your head, all the money that you may have had, but mismanaged because you stressing yourself out and spending like you ain't got no sense. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that's sitting on top of your faith because you're frustrated how God may have let you down. So you felt in a situation that you don't even know later on going to work out for your good. That's not neither here now. Right. You can't see it though, right? Because everything is on top of it. Your capacity is full. It's completely full, causing you to not be clear on what's the next best step. What's any step to take? Like, where do I start? You don't even know where to start. So, oh, thank you for helping create that visual of what capacity looks like. And so with that, I want to ask you too, what do you do to manage your own capacity? Because it's funny, I was thinking about this earlier, how coaches need coaches too. And listen, 
I was telling Tiffany earlier, it's so much easier for me to tell somebody else what to do and how to do it than to take my own advice. And I'm not even yeah. going to sit here and play myself, right? So I know that frequently we pour into each other, right? So how do you manage your capacity? Well, you know this because I told you the other day, I thought I was doing a good job. However, comma, apparently not so much because- It's a process. It's a journey, boo. (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners, Nicole spoke in um, my conference recently and she was asking us a list of questions, basically to let us see, you know, what our capacity was like. And so she was like, so how often do you check in with yourself? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I do that all the time. Well, do you ask yourself this? Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> and it kept being no's. And I was like, well, girl, you are all out. of. You have no capacity. But to answer your question, my main go-to is brain dumping. Because I am a visual person and I am an analyzer and a strategic thinker. So my thoughts go to visions in my head before they come out. Mm. And so I have a lot going on in the brain at all times, right? And so for me, I have to just dump it out. I have to Mm. write it out. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody but me. It probably ain't even spell right. I just try my best to make sure I can read it again later because I'm writing so fast. Mm -hmm. But once I get it out of my head, I literally feel less stressed. I feel less anxiety. And then because I am so strategic, I go into organization mode. Mm -hmm. And I then prioritize my stressors, Mm -hmm. which is very important for me because I used to find myself like stressed all the way out about two days from now. And it prevented me from doing what I needed to do today, which compounded that stress by the time I got to two days later. Girl, listen, you sound like me a week ago. I was thinking about all the stuff I needed to do the following week and allowing myself to get so frazzled. Yeah. Right. And had to brain dump. I literally heard you in my head from the last day of the conference, like (laughs) dump it out. But some of us don't even know how to brain dump. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, I think of it how when you were in grade school and the teacher told you to brainstorm right? Mm -hmm. And you just put everything down. Mm -hmm. But is there a way to give somebody some guidance on how to brain up? Where do you start if you have not done this since you were in fifth grade? How you brain up? But what you literally just said, like everything that comes to top of mind. So that's why you, after you brain dump, will need to organize and compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. But while you're doing it, because a lot of times the first thing that comes to mind It has absolutely nothing to do with our to-do list. It's a worry about somebody else. Like whether it's a worry about- Say that again. Say it one more time. Because since we operate at max capacity on a normal basis- It is a worry about someone else. Majority of the time, our capacity is filled up with other people's stuff, not ours. So it's either if you're a mom, you know, making sure you're not late to pick up. If you are a, I don't even know, you could just be a sibling- Making sure you took the chicken out of the freezer before mama got home. Like kids can eat. Right. So it's like, it's always worrying about the someone else. So literally let it out your head because you're relying on your brain to remind you and you already don't trust your brain to do that. So that stresses you out more. Yes. So just let it out in whatever pops in your head in that order. And then once you start to 
feel like you got it all out, your to-do list for work, the kids, the dog, the grocery shopping list, reminding yourself you need new tires and the oil change, which I need to do. (laughs) And like really write it out and then go through your list and then prioritize your stressors. What has to, has to be done. Not that easy stuff like sending an email that you can do five of them and get them out of the way. No, because that's only delaying what has to, has to be done. And then go through there and put that in order, even if you just number it and then cross them off the list because having to pause and think about what to do next stresses you out more. When If you just have it, you save time. You're buying yourself more time. You might even get like 2.2 seconds longer to sit on the toilet and take a breath girl without everybody else <laughs> because you actually made a list instead of trying to keep it in your head and you're not trying to figure out what do I have to do next mm-hmm. ma'am the reality is yes we so stressed out about thinking what is the next thing that I have to do yeah. right and we think we can keep it all in our head right just because you're good at juggling some of the things and you remember eventually all them balls you got going in the air one many or all of them are going to fall. And that's what that max capacity looks like. So it's so essential for you to write all of this out. And I love how you talk about identifying, I'm going to call it the essential versus the important. And you refer to it as, you know, the things that need to get done. To me, that's essential, right? One of the things that I do on a regular basis, and this is from the seven habits of highly effective people, which I need to go back and reread that book because you know, when you reading through, you're like, oh, this is good. This is great. Anywho, from that book, it talks about listing out the things that you need to do based on your role. And so I list out, what do I need to do as a mom, as a wife? What do I feel like I need to do as a daughter? But even learning, let me restart that. I put myself at the top of that list first, because when I started to write that out, I did just what you said. My brain dump was for everybody else. The kids need dentist appointments, got a scheduled date night with the husband, got stuff I need to do for the business, the laundry, the dog need his nails cut. And by the time I got done figuring out what everybody else needed, I was like, well, what do I need? I'm too tired to even think about what I need. Yeah. So as we start to brain dump and organize, I'm going to go further and encourage everybody to put themselves at the top of that list because you tell me and everybody else all the time, you cannot give from an empty cup. Mm-mm. You're supposed to give from your saucer. Ain't no overflow if you ain't putting nothing in. Come on now. Like zero. So I just love the notion of writing it out so that you can have 2.2 more seconds on the toilet to breathe before the kids get off the bus or before the husband asks you to do something or before your mama calls and ask what you're doing. Can you, will you? <laughs> exactly. Oh, now I, I want to talk to you about your ABCs of clarity mm-hmm. because I think that it is so important, not just important, it's essential in the clarity process. So can you talk me through the ABCs for those of us who may not know what that is? Definitely. So A is acceptance, B is believe, and then C is connect. The main piece that I normally harp on with acceptance is it's a journey. It's hard. And it's the one thing that a lot of us don't do. 
We don't accept that your friend is who they are. And they may not be able to go to this next chapter or season, if you want to talk TV, this next season with you. Mm. And just as much energy as it takes you to vibrate down to their level to try to encourage them and push them and support them, it takes just as much energy for them to try to gravitate to your level. So accepting who they are allows you to leave them where they are until they want to meet you along your journey. It doesn't mean you don't have to be friends anymore, but it allows you to truly accept them so that y'all don't have this tug of war of you trying to pull them up and them pulling you down. Mm -hmm. Accepting that the good and the bad in life happened for you. It didn't happen to you. A lot of us kind of get stuck in victim mode and you have all the rights to have all the feelings Mm because we all then had them, right? Be angry, be mad, but just know that it happened for you and it either prepared you for your next it prepared you for your purpose it's preparing you for something but if you stay angry and in victim mode you won't be able to identify that you're already prepared when you get to your next you'll still just be talking about what happened and not what you learned from it and so acceptance is so big in that accepting that you're different You're meant for more. Your capacity is going to be different than everybody else's. Your patience might not be as long as everyone else's, but how you deal with life, that is accepting that you are you and you are different and that's your secret sauce in your uniqueness. And so that's what I really want people to take away from accepting because until you truly accept, things get a little bit, but you'll never really get the clarity. Mm-mm. You just won't because you're too busy stuck either in your past or your present to even be able to go to your future. Listen, just in that, like I recently did a live on telling the truth mm. and it's essentially about that accepting it is what it is. Telling the truth about what's going on in them relationships. When somebody shows you who they are, believe it, accepting what's going on in your bank account while you talking about balling out of control, really you negative, right? The way your bank account set up ain't nothing in it. Like believe what you see, accepting that, accepting that you may not be feeling the same way about your job that you did two years ago, six months ago, 30 days ago, right? Mm -hmm. Things have changed. Really being able to tell the truth about what that is, what that feels like and how it's impacting you. So, you know, I'm all for this, except, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. You, You said something that was good too, because, you know, a lot of us, we find ourselves as a coping mechanism, hope, wishing, and praying. Oh, girl. We're hope wishing and praying the situation to get better, but we ain't doing nothing about it. We're hope wishing and praying that friend gonna act right. We hope wishing and praying he gonna see how much I do for him and then he'll love me the way I need him to. We're hope wishing and praying. I'm not gonna tell you not to pray, but that hoping and that wishing, boo-boo, leave it on the table. And like (laughs) you said, it is what it is and accept it for what it is because that's when you'll be able to make that educated decision for yourself. Especially in a relationship. And I hate to say just speaking to my women, but a lot of times it is us that the guy said what he said, but his actions show us that he cared. And we sitting here mad at him because we volunteered 
to still enter into this relationship, this situationship, when he told us he don't do relationships, mm. but he's doing for us, he's asking us out, he's treating us, he's making us have all the feels, but he told you, he said what he said. So if the actions and the words don't align, you need to accept that it's not what it is. It's not what you're hoping and wishing and praying it will be. And that is why you're upset. That is why you're angry. And unfortunately, you're not going to like this. You shouldn't be mad at him. You should be mad at yourself because he told you what it was. And you chose to enter into an agreement with that knowledge, hoping, wishing that you could change something. So that's why acceptance is the hardest one, because it entails so much when it comes to feelings. Mm-hmm. And feelings are real, but they're temporary, but they mm. cloud our decision-making skills on a permanent basis. Mm. I don't even know what to say to that. Just like it clouds our decision-making on a permanent basis. We're allowing these temporary feelings to permanently block our capacity to see clearly, to block our capacity to release what is right or release what we want and hope it to be and accept it for what it really is like girl Mm -hmm. if you don't get clear after acceptance now like that is the kickstarter and it's so freeing because it's freeing in spirit and mind because you're not triggered by the past things that triggered those emotions you don't walk back into the same traps well I can't even call it traps you can't voluntarily walk into the same situations with a different person Because you literally are clear because you accept it for what it is. You accept what you really hope and desire, but you stop settling for what you really don't want and you maintain until you get what you really truly want. But it also allows you to let go of so much so that you can have the capacity to live the life that you desire. And so that's how we get to be believe, believing that you truly deserve that vision you have in your head. Just because nobody else around you can see it, nobody else desires to vibrate that higher in your area code and your zip code, because I promise you there are people outside your area code and zip code that do, (laughs) you have to believe, it's cliche to say, you have to believe to achieve. And so once you've accepted all of that and you believe it and you can see it, now let's connect. Let's connect the dots from your past and your present so you can get to your future. What prepared you? What skill sets that you have that you may no longer use from five jobs ago that are now ready to be pulled out and dusted off that align with your passion and your purpose so you can go out there and have impact and income and then connect to the people who can help you do it because you're not meant to do it all by yourself. And so accept, believe, connect the dots and connect with people. Connect being the whole C are the ABCs to clarity. Once you do that, you have a yellow brick roll to get from A to Z. Girl, I hear the whiz. Ease on down, ease on down. Ease That's on exactly down. what I've been picturing in my head. With Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that belief part is so important because mm-hmm. I know, I agree. Yes, it's cliche, but it's true. Whatever it is that you believe you can achieve and you will, because I think Patrice said this and got it from Steve Harvey that you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. Right. And if you believe that you deserve a very good paying job, a healthy, happy whole relationship that you deserve, you know, 
the world, that you deserve to be happy in all of these different areas of your life, ma'am, you're going to get it. You're not going to stop until you get that, right? Uh Uh-oh, what you grabbing, girl? So I just learned the other day, let's see if I can find it really quickly. That's also Bible. Get out of here. Yes. So in the journal, let me see if I can find it really quickly. She says, and believe bigger. Mm-hmm. So I think this is it. The scripture is Matthew 21, 22. In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And she says, but the real test is in the believing. If prayer is the pathway, belief is what enables our petition to pass through. Prayers must be bathed in belief first. And belief is the activator. So that asking you shall receive is not the asking. It's the believing piece that activates that. It's the belief for me all day. Because you can ask, right? But if in your heart of hearts, you don't believe that it's possible, you're not going to take the action to get any of that. Like, I know I talk about in my story how at the same time as I was going through that separation from my husband, I believe that there was a job that I could get closer to home that would still pay me six figures, right? Before then, I didn't believe it. So I didn't seek it. And then once I did, I found it, right? And I got it, but it takes that belief. Before you pray, you have to believe that it's coming to fruition. So I love that. And then girl, you talking about connect, like how caught up do we get? First of all, you said two parts of this connecting the dots, right? Of the things that you did in your job five years ago to your passion, to your purpose. You talked about this as you transitioned into the clarity coach. It's what I call in my HR speak, those transferable skills, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't even know why you was learning how to deal with customers in the way that you were dealing with them. But now, you know, since you got your own business, customer service is the crux Mm -hmm. of business relationships, right? Nobody could have told me that being in HR and teaching managers and leadership how to have emotional intelligence and how to really be vulnerable with their employees was going to lead me to the path of being a capacity coach. I didn't see that. I had no idea. So those transferable skills, like really calling on everything to connect the dots of what's going on now is important. But what I think is just as important is getting outside your zip code Mm -hmm. and your area code. And that's what drew me to Purpose to Platform because I talked all day long about what I wanted to do for years. And I love my husband dearly, right? That he got it, but he supported on a certain level. Mama didn't understand. Sisters didn't understand. Friends like, girl, why would you? mm Right. I needed to submerge myself with other like-hearted and like-minded women that would pour into me that say, girl, I know you can do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, don't be afraid to step outside of where you traditionally would get that support because that vision is yours. It ain't theirs. Come on now. And that helps with your capacity too, because you too busy trying to convince them that your vision is real. Oh, I'm gonna fall out this chair. Yeah. So when you go into the pool of people that really get you and your people, and you don't have to overly explain anymore, especially to my multi-passionate people. We always feel like we overly explain something because nobody <laughs> gets do this because this and this tied to that. 
Exactly. Somebody saying I get it is like, wow, yeah. I got the mental and emotional capacity. I ain't even got to say nothing else. Girl, you got 20 more minutes in your day because you just saved yourself, you know, that 20 minutes of overly explaining. And that's somebody to, to look up. at you sideways like, girl, you're doing too much. And then you feel bad and you moping and all of that. Girl, yeah, it just, it frees you. Go outside your area code and your zip code. That's an easy way to add to your capacity right there. Easy. Listen, so you could be fancy and free, like you Thank said. Girl, listen, Ooh, twirling I and all. love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know that I would love to sit here and talk with you all day long because clarity and capacity in my mind go hand in hand like you Mm -hmm. cannot have one without the other and if you want to achieve that clarity you're gonna have to make room for some stuff right Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to make room have the capacity to get the clarity release some of those unfulfilling relationships right become aware of who you're spending your time with what you're thinking about what you spending your time on. We talked about that in your episode, right? Yeah. Like, listen, it's not just time management. It's understanding what's taking up your time, what's taking up your capacity. Because once you have that space, that's where that clarity comes. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. I need to ask you a couple of questions that I ask each and every guest. Okay. Is that all right with you, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. Yay. <laughs> all right. There's three of them. So the first one is, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with the 17-year-old version of yourself Mm. and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? Everybody take a deep breath. (laughs) Girl, right. That's, because it, it would be, continue to be you when you feel like the minority because the 17 year old version of me she was a beast like you couldn't tell her nothing okay and then life really happened I moved outside of my little pond to the big city and everybody I was like am I the crazy one like what is going on but at the same time as I went through that journey I realized on the outside they were that pretty box we were talking about earlier but they had no real core values, morals, didn't know a true definition of friendship, but they were killing it in their careers. They were did it. And I was the minority saying, no, that don't feel right. I don't do that because this ain't that. Right. Like, so when you find yourself as the minority, whether it's because you stand strong in your faith or, you know, you have family morals and values that don't align with certain people, no matter how pretty the box looks on the outside, continue to be you even when you're the minority. I love that. And that is so good. I say over and over, I ask about 17 because I know that was such a, it was a pivotal age for me. It was a crossroad. And I'm finding that like myself, many of us, that was a pivotal age because 17 year old version of me, girl, you could definitely tell me nothing. I graduated high school a year early, was on my way to college, girl. You say what now? Say, huh? (laughs) Come on. I love it. Oh, such a good answer. Okay. Since we are on the Flow and Flourish podcast and talking about capacity, tell me something that you do on a regular basis to make sure that you're able to flow and flourish and have capacity 
on a daily basis? I guess I would say my daily is I have my core people that I check in with. So I guess that's our relationship piece. And they're friends, but it's accountability because we're like-minded and like-hearted. So it's like, girl, what's on your to-do list today? <laughs> yes. what, what are we accomplishing today? And it kind of just picks up the conversation from last night. And we thank God for virtual apps and stuff like Glide and Marco Polo because we use it to no end. And it's just like, you know, or it's one of those things where I can send you a message. You can see my face. You can hear me. You can feel me. But you don't have to check it until you have the capacity. Girl. So that would be the check-ins with those core people, like, and the people that I can not have no makeup on, no eyebrows on, no whatever. (laughs) And come with my bonnet that's under here, deep conditioning. Exactly. And start your day full because you started it on a positive note. You know, you have that all the feels because you got checked in with or checked on and you got poured into and poured into, you know, so. I love that. Because the relationship piece is so important. You know, one of the things that we didn't talk a little bit about that I want to bring up is how the relationship piece, yes, is important, but we neglect that piece so often because, you know, we've been hurt or because our family may not believe in our vision or our friends think we're crazy. But when you get around those like-hearted, like-minded women that not only fill you up and pour into you and you can you know give that freely without twisting somebody's arm to try to make themselves better that essentially is returning to you so i love that you are taking the time and the intentionality to cultivate and build those relationships i'm gonna have to start doing that and you know what i found too is the ones that i was frustrated with because they didn't get it or the ones that because i Hershey me kind of sort of out of sight, out of mind, unfortunately. Like I had to really put forth the effort to check in with people, but it gave me the capacity to approach them with more grace because I had my outlet of my people, right? Mm -hmm. So when I approached them or checked in, you know, because normally it's like family, Mm -hmm. I could do it without the frustration or without the, you know, bitterness from you not listening to me or supporting me previously Mm -hmm. because I now have a cup to pour into that understands and they pour back into me, like you said. So it expands the health of all relationships. Once you have that type of peace, you have the capacity to deal with so many other types of relationships. Mm, That is so good. Yeah. Cause having those people that love on you, I too have noticed the capacity for grace Mm -hmm. that I extend to you know, the people around me who may not have once understood or still don't understand what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. I'm not looking at them sideways no more. Right. I'm like, it's cool. I still love you. Yeah. Now let me go on over to my people. It's my people's calling. It's good to see you though, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh. That part. (laughs) Okay. So the last and final one, we've talked about so many things. You've given so many pieces of wisdom and just I cannot wait to push this out, but what is one thing that you want the listeners to walk away with from our conversation today about clarity and capacity? To really, really- No pressure. (laughs) Well, no, I want them to lean in and hone into everything you have to give to them so they have the capacity for clarity. 
because I wholeheartedly believe without capacity, there's no clarity. Like, you know, on those days where I'm foggy and I can't think straight, I need to be able to go to someone else to help me help it make sense, right? Mm -hmm. And it's normally when I'm being superwoman, Mm -hmm. right? And so I want them to dive in and take every single nugget you have to give and truly pay attention to their intentions. Pay attention to where you intentionally put your time. Pay attention to make sure that your five areas of flow, that they are balanced and aligned so that you can get the clarity to go out and do what you're meant to do so you can help us all make the world a better place. Like we, you are needed, but you can't feed if you're not fed. And if you don't have the capacity to do, you know, like they say, put your mask on first. And I used to think it was crazy, but if you don't know how much oxygen is left in the cabin of the airplane and you're trying to help somebody else put theirs on, you're probably going to go down and so is everyone else. So definitely manage your capacity in a positive way so that you can do all the things to make us all better because you're needed. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Oh my gosh. I agree with you so much. And the mask analogy, I remember the first time I got on the airplane as an adult and hearing them say that, I was like, that is crazy. I'm going to put the mask on my kid first. And exactly, because ma'am, you're going to fall out. You're going to pass out, right? And then you can't put on the mask. So I get it. And that's what capacity is about. It's about what's coming in and what's going out and being able to manage that. And you cannot do anything if your mask is not on. So thank you for saying that. Now, I know you always got a lot of good things going on. You have your phenomenal podcast. You have your clarity circle, so many different things. I know somebody's going to want to and need to work with you after hearing this. So how can they get in touch with you? What kind of events and things do you have going on? Definitely. Well, thank you. You can always find me at jateajones.com. I respond on Instagram, Jatia Jones. I have all the other platforms, but I may not get to you right away. And then right now, what's coming up would be the Clarity Circle. Enrollment is open and it's basically this, but focused on business. So we talk, we brainstorm, we collectively pull our resources together. You have different perspectives of individuals outside your area code and zip code. And we truly help you manifest and expand that vision and or create that thing that doesn't exist. So that's the Clarity Circle. We would love to have you. And that's all we have really going on to close out this good year, 2021. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was listening to another P2P sister podcast yesterday It was an older version, but she said somebody told her that 2021 was just 2020 with a wig on and she wasn't going. (laughs) Thanks. Let's let's not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I so appreciate you for your time, your energy, your expertise, just all the ways that you've been able to help me personally for you know, allowing me on your platform in multiple ways to be in the conference. Just, I value what you do so much and you are changing so many lives. And I'm just thankful for you saying yes to the podcast. I know girl, we're going to collaborate again. You ain't getting rid of me. Uh, Look, I was just about to tell you that I was going to say ditto to all of the above, because (laughs) you know, you've totally opened my eyes because I thought I was doing well over here, but apparently not. 
But no, I thank you for always saying yes. I What you do is more than needed culturally, as a gender, as a whole, as a world, as a whole. So thank you for asking me on. Continue to do what you do. And you know, I'm always here to help if you need me. And I'm always going to be cheering you on virtually anyway. You may not hear me or see me, but I'm there. So, Girl, same here. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jatia. Was that not everything that I said it was going to be? Just full of information, full of knowledge. And I really, really love how Jatia was able to help us understand how clarity and capacity go hand in hand. And is it just me or is it perfect timing, right? We are at the beginning of a new year where everybody, well, most people, I should say, are working to really set themselves up for success for the entire year. And so I just want to encourage you to make room for what it is that you say is important, to make room for what you say it is that you value, and to really learn how to put that mask on first. While you're in the spirit or energy of new year, new me, or changing some of your habits, changing some of your mindsets, this is one of them. So understanding your capacity, understanding how it's linked to your clarity, and how ultimately it stems from being able to put that mask on first. Make sure you go and follow Jatia, get into her clarity circle. She has so many great things that are out here that are really helping all of us to be able to flow and flourish in every single area of our lives. And there's no better time like the present than to do that. So with that, I of course want to just thank you for being a listener. Thank you for taking time and listening today. And I want you to make sure that you come back next week because I'm talking about forgiveness. Yes, that's a heavy thing for some people, me included. But we'll be talking about forgiveness next week. And it's really not an episode that you want to miss. So until then, I thank you for allowing me into your space. I pray that your new year is off to a really, really, really good start. And know that I am here to help you create that balance, whatever it may look like for you, between your personal and professional life, without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, or what matters most to you. Talk to you next week.